Hello and welcome to Huddersfield Town Extra Time. Um, I'm joined by David Hattrick of Opta and The Examiner and Andy Lawson, uh, town fan and, and radio presenter, now on like one in the mornings, I believe. Uh, how are you two both doing? Good. Cold. Yes, Cold. very good and warmer than other you are, I think. Yes, I've, I've moved inside, but it's not too much warmer than it is out there, Dave, to be honest. Um one all with a very strong Swansea team. Um, how do you look back on that one, Dave? I think the the league. I mean, the league table doesn't usually lie, but Swansea are a lot better than their position. They've they've got good manager. They've got good. Well, they got a reasonable squad, and I think they grew into that game. Town got too deep second half. They got themselves trapped, and Swansea took full advantage of it. Really, but. I don't. I don't think it's a bad point. It keeps the run going. That's unbeaten in eight now, and I yep. think that, that's important. Uh, but yeah, you know, I I can't I can't get too. I'm not upset about it from the sort of town point of view because I do think Swansea are quite a decent side on the quiet, and they should be. They there's various reasons why they are why they are. Yeah, they should be higher up in the table than they are. To be frank. Yeah, and it would it be slightly unfair or biased for me to, to suggest that if it wasn't for Ben Hamer, then, then Town might have been out of sight by half time, and that that second half comeback from Swansea might have been a moot point. I, I don't think that's biased at all. Actually, I think if you look at that first half, how we did that first maybe fifteen minutes or so, um, Swansea couldn't really handle Town. We saw that their defence. I don't mean any, any kind of uh, anything bad against the defence, but they, they looked like if you put pressure on that Swansea defence, they were not going to cope with it very well. And that's what we did, and we took advantage of that. We get the goal. I mean, if you look at how our goal comes, it was down the left hand side. Crossed in, if I remember right, Lewis O'Brien has the shot, then it rebounds to Sonani, who is just on his own. So if you look, though, at how the Swansea defence were handling us, we yeah. were just outplaying them in every way. So I actually feel that, no, you're absolutely right, Raj. We could and possibly should by halftime have had two or three because we should have created that many opportunities by that point with what we were facing. Yeah, there was a, a hog header that Hamas saved from, from point blank range. And I think Kuroma did turn it in, but he was marginally offside. And and there was a one-on-one that, that he saved somehow from Lewis O'Brien. I think it smacked him square in the face. I don't think he knew anything about it, to be honest. But that was a, another brilliant move. And, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason. And it was a game of two halves, Dave. The, the sub at half time that, that Carlos has, has now said they were forced into with Daniel Stanani getting injured. Um, seemed to change the shape a little bit and perhaps take some of the momentum out of the side and Swansea took full advantage of that and there's a reason why they've got the the average highest possession in the, the Championship across the season because Christ almighty, it's hard to get the ball off them. Yeah, it really is. And I think that the, the town's right-hand side have been working pretty well and losing Sonani, we, we, Carlos has just said in the press, it's a hamstring injury, so we'll see how that goes on. But without having Dwayne Holmes there as well, because Holmes is a, a big player to be able to sort of swap in because he's so versatile. It yeah. really made the right-hand side a little bit of an issue because at second half, Scott High was out there at one point, Lewis O'Brien was out there at one point, Sorbon Thomas was out there at one point. It, they took advantage of it and they pressed a little bit higher. And, and you're right, they pass the ball really, really well. They keep the ball really, really well. And... I, I know what you're saying about Hamer keeping them in. You know, Town could have been out of sight first half, but I I think it like 
I do think your point is probably a just result for both sides, really. I, I, yeah. I don't think either side could come away and argue that they deserve the win in truth over the whole 90 minutes. But yeah, it, it really was a game of two halves, wasn't it? And it's just, it's a shame because the stadium was full and you really wanted town to win today. You really wanted everyone to go away with that three points. But like I say, it's important to remember the run continues. It's not a loss. It's it, They're still tanking on. They're only a point outside the playoffs. Fantastic at the minute. Yeah, Andy, from from the, the fans' perspective, with the, the run that we're on eight unbeaten, as Dave says, how do you sort of take stock of this? Because obviously there's the natural emotional reaction, having gone one and up and been pegged back, that you you kind of start thinking, is it two points dropped or, or one point gained and, and things like that? Is it one of those where, as we've said before the season, I think, where it, it feels rubbish at this moment in time, but the further away from you get from it, there's a bit more context and, and understanding. You kind of you look back on it with a, a bit more understanding and a bit more happiness, perhaps. Yeah, no, Roger, I know exactly what you mean. If you're a town fan, you go to, you go into half time and you think, right, well, town are really a good opportunity to push on here. You look at the second half, and yeah, I'm I'm going to say, you know, it, it wasn't from a town point of view, it wasn't the, the kind of best that you know it wasn't what we hoped for for the team. I mean, again, we talk about the keepers with uh, Ben Hamer in the first half, well, Lee Nichols, absolute superstar in the second half. Uh, yes, down. But if you look at this now, let's just see, right, the rest of this month, it's uh, Reading next week. You've got Stoke as well on the Friday night. If you kind of look at the whole context of the season, I'm really hopeful that we can continue continue the run and in the end we, we look back at this and we go 1-1 it wasn't a big deal um, yet yeah, as we said the game of two halves thing but I actually think let's hope we can carry on with this good run we've already started it let's continue with it and this just becomes like a little minor blip in the road quite frankly yeah um, I think that's a, a fair way of putting it Dave if, if we try and look at it a bit more tactically what about the, the second half do you think Swansea changed and, and tweaked to sort of flip the game on its head was it purely just getting the likes of Grimes on the ball a little bit more, moving it a little bit. I think uh, Nacham moved back a little bit more and got a bit, a bit more involved. And, and Pirot as well was stretching plays. It just, especially with so many games they've missed, was it just them getting back into the flow of what they actually do? I think that's a big part of it, yeah. I think, I think the first half, Town had done a wonderful job in knocking them out of their stride with their press. And they, they the, all the things that Swansea, do well, Town was stopping them doing it. but that was a huge effort for 45 minutes, it must be said from Town and you're, Swansea aside, you're not going to keep out of the game for a whole 90 minutes and they yeah. get back into it and I think there was two things tactically really, one was they got a lot of joy by using the out ball, going a little bit longer and hitting a diagonal either side and that was, it was partly we talked about the issue on the right over there. They did start targeting that side a little bit, but they just started to look a little bit wider. But there was also a gap opened up in midfield because Town got caught deep and they used that space really, really well. And what Swansea do is they're another one of these sites who when you lay them out in formation, it doesn't really bear any relation to where players are on the pitch. They drift in and out. You know, wide yeah. players come inside. The central midfielders come back and both split the centre-backs and players are 10 at times. And that is modern football. Town do that as well. But when you open up those gaps, it, it was difficult for Town to then shut the door. And it was... The, the equaliser felt a little bit inevitable. Let's be honest, it did feel a bit inevitable. But, it, like, Swansea were very happy with their point, I think. They were very, very happy with their point. And I think that was reflected in the way they basically shut up shot as soon as they got that equaliser so all that joy they'd had 
they got what they wanted and then they just went, okay, we're just going to get into two banks of five here. So, you know, that's a bit of respect for town as well. You know, they were very wary of the, the threat that town posed as soon as they yeah. got what they wanted from the game. Yeah, you, you make a great point about the amount of effort that the lads put in in that first half because they were pressing so well and, and, you know, even Ben Hamer at the back, there was a number of times where, you know, I've never seen a goalkeeper making clearances that many times where it was either actually charged down or or just about charged down. It was almost like in, you know, in heavyweight boxing when somebody spent six rounds trying to knock the other one out and then gets themselves out and the other one comes back into it. It was a bit like that, the ebb and flow of the game. And you, you touched on something earlier in terms of the, the defence and Lee Nichols. In that second half, under so much pressure, I think they performed extremely well. Uh, Lee, as always, made some outstanding eye-catching saves, but Matty Pearson moving into the middle, Tom Lees, who'd had to shift onto the left-hand side with a couple of lads missing. Turton, who played the right side of the back three, was was very solid and, and, and really good and dependable. And it, it's an interesting one that, that decision seems to have been made with the the un, uncertainty around what shape Swansea would have. So that perhaps if, if they'd gone with four at the back, Turton can shift across. And, and if not, otherwise, I imagine if they were certain that Swansea were going to play a three, perhaps Naby would have come in. Yeah, I feel like if you if you look at our defence and, and our goalkeeper, compare it this season to last season, you can see that that's something that the recruitment team clearly focused on in the summer to bring in players of, of that of that quality and that calibre, and also players who were capable of working together quite like we've brought into the team. We also have that element of flexibility, and again, that's Carlos, because Carlos is now looking as though, uh, where at times he's maybe liked to play certain ways and it's a definitive thing, this is how we will play. I feel like at the minute we are trying to be more technical Tactically flexible. We're looking at the the players that we have, the availability that we have, and trying to work systems around both them and the opposition. And some games you're going to get that right. Some games it's not going to be maybe as successful. You might have a game where yeah, the opposition maybe change part way through, and you you don't always react quite uh, as uh, as you could do. But I feel as though the defense. If you look at it, if you look at town this season compared with last, it's just it's a different level if you look at it. Those those players in, in defence, again, Levi Colwell, not available today. So you look at what we have in defence, you look at what we have in, in that. That, for me, that is our absolutely solid best part of the team. And you want that, you need that. You need a good quality defence. You know you're going to uh, not concede goals. That allows everybody else to play on from there. Yeah, Dave, I think those are great points. Is there, is there anyone else in the defensive setup that, that sticks out to you? I think the first half, especially to me, was a, a great example of what Jonathan Hogg brings to the side when he plays because he was absolutely everywhere, as, as his chant famously says. But he does this thing where he gives nobody a second's sort of patience on the ball and, and nips into places and puts in, his foot in places that just his experience allows him to in a, in a way that nobody else in the team seems to. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that, to be brutally honest with you. I think the, I think the thing with Town is it's the collective, isn't it? It's the collective defensive effort now. They play so well as a unit and that unit includes Nichols at the back. It's basically a diamond with Hogg in front. And... I think that the really interesting thing about town is that they can now bring players into that defence and move them out with injuries and various other reasons. And it still works. It still all dovetails together. And one of the big problems that they had last season was the defence, the, the quality wasn't quite there. And when people were out for whatever reason, the, the quality that came in just wasn't up to the same standard. The understandings weren't there. 
And you can see now there's a real, particularly with Lees and Pearson, who have got that level of experience. And you can see them sort of almost coaching each other through the game. Like every time one of them is just even slightly out of position, the arm's out, they're pointed, they're moving them around. And it's it's just, it's another level really from what we've seen for the last couple of years. And it's it, that defence alone has earned them so many points this season. And you could argue earned them the point today. I think the point was fair, but, you know, it has helped them out immensely this season. Andy, we, we, as Dave's just done there and, and as we've done earlier this season, we've compared ourselves to, to last season's town quite a bit. But even if we compare ourselves to, to town from a few months ago, is this perhaps a, a game before we went on that great run in December that we might have actually lost? And, and this might be a, a bit of an example of just a bit how a bit more street smart we've got, a bit more uh, aware of how the game's going and, and some game management to actually go, OK, if we, we do push forward a bit too much here, if we do level ourselves a bit open here, then then Swansea might nick all three and, and we'd rather have one to show for ourselves than, than nothing. I think you make a good, part, uh, good point there, Raj, is the fact that, yeah, look at the run we've been on, fine. This, when you look at it, possibly people might look at that second half and think, well, okay, we could have done better. But look at town, as you said, build on what we had last year, build on what we've seen in early parts of the season. I think at times this season, we take this point, we look at what Swansea can bring, we look at what, players they have and you think to yourself well all right yeah we would take this it's just because of the kind of run that we're on but also I think that that is a great thing for town is that we've been on such a run over one of the busiest times of the season that we can actually be here in January on the the, the kind of 15th of the month and thinking just how well town have been so that today does feel a little bit uh, deflation after the the second half but just something that you were talking about as well before uh, with with Dave I I agree about you look at the Matty Pearson and you look at Jonathan Hogg and you look at Tom Lee's how what they bring but think of it as well if you look at the kind of age range that we have in the squad and the the kind of balance of players you've got some players who are really experienced you've got some players who are discovering this division for the first time I feel like the blend as well in terms of who's basically got the experience and who can give that to other players I feel like just across the board we are a completely different team and even as as you say like a few months ago if you look at us now we just feel we've got a real a real good balance to us yeah, I completely agree. And, and you mentioned the blind sky comes on, who's 20 years old. Lewis O'Brien, who's outstanding today again, 23 years old. Um, one player that I wanted you to, to, to um, comment on, if you could, Dave, is, is Pippa. Because I thought he was very bright when he came on. And he's somebody that's a little bit forgotten about now with the, the form that Saab has been on and the minute that Ollie Turton's got out there as well. He, he seems to have just flown under the radar a little bit this season. But that performance is a sign of how much sort of uh, outlet he provides on the right and the attacking sort of outlet he can be and, and defensively solid as well. Yeah, I, Town have got so many options now with Pippa back on the right. He he makes them a really tactically flexible side because you can go back to playing a true four with, with Toffolo and, and Pippa there and they're both very happy doing that. He can do his full send thing again. He can play as a wing back. He can even play a little bit higher to be honest. And What's interesting with Bipper is he's come back and the minutes he's had since the the very long-term injury, he doesn't look like he's missed a beat. He just looks like, you know, his match sharpness is there. He just needs to get that little bit of match fitness. That's all he really needs. Yeah, yeah, as I said, he's going to play a big part over the second half of the season, but he gives Town 
nice problems because they need to find a way to get him into that side. But also you've got Silver Thomas, who's been like sensational as, as wing back on that side. You've got Turk, who's done a, a hell of a job when he's been called on. He's played more minutes than anyone expected him to do already this season. And you've got a row in the mix as well, who is really, really good on that side and really good on the front foot. So the competition yeah. that side is massive now and Pippa will be yeah. a, a huge part of that over the second part of this season and that can only be a good thing. Yeah, Josh Ruffles was excellent on uh, left wing back against Burnley as well last week. So there's, there's that to throw in there as well. So it's not a bad position for for town to be in at all. And I think it's a, a, probably a sign of how far we've come that we can sit and having played a, a team like Swansea be disappointed with a point rather than, you know, um, you know, taking it and running with it, which, which we might have done previously. Andy, is there anyone else before we, we wrap it up that, that stood out for you or any other points you'd like to make at all? Uh, I feel like Danel Sinani in that first half, it was a real shame he came off at halftime. I felt he was a real bright spot in that first half as the ball lands to him for, for the goal. There was that moment where I was thinking, oh, please don't sky this. And of course, he was <laughs> perfectly composed, brilliantly scored. Uh, he really does add something up at that top end of the pitch. So uh, I want to give him a credit for that first half. Real shame that uh, he came off at the break, but hopefully it will be something that he can get over quite quickly and be back in the, the starting eleven soon. Yeah, I think, uh, Dave, if we, we end it on the note that perhaps right this very second, it feels like two points drop, but when we wake up tomorrow on Sunday morning, it's probably a point gained. Yeah, I think that in football, they're, they're, some performances live with you for the whole week and that they are the extreme performances. It's losing 5-0 and it's winning 5-0. That wasn't an extreme performance. That's one that in 24 or 48 hours, you look back on and you go, yeah, do you know what? Good point. We, to use cliche, we go again. <laughs> excellent well we will go again next week and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll speak to you too soon as well so thank you to, to both of you for your time as ever and, and thanks to Sports Broker for making the show possible